The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom. On the mend from getting punched in the face with COVID, I'm so sorry we couldn't do an episode last week, but I was in no shape to be talking into a microphone or thinking straight or mostly being awake at all. Uh, but I'm I'm doing a lot better. I'm back. I'm so excited to be talking with Lotus again. Lotus, welcome back. back to the show. I'm back as well. I couldn't manage to scramble anything together uh, last minute. I, I gave it a shot, but it was just like... Between getting out of work late myself, and I was like, ah, crap, I don't want to do like a a really lame, just like cobbled together thing. So I was like, yeah, hey, you know no what, worries. we'll just wait this time. Right. Uh, otherwise, I would have tried to lend a hand and fill in for an episode. But yeah, it just, it didn't happen. So it seemed like it was better to not do one, catch up this week instead of do like a really lame one. Yes. And thank you for the well wishes from everybody who wrote me to say get better. And also uh, Outlander Frog says periite attacks. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Um, man, I need to stay away from that one. I mean, all the Daedric Princes are a little shady, but uh, ugh, 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 gross. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Daedra, we're continuing our Daedric Creatures series. We're going through four more different types of Daedric creatures, or maybe not. The the fourth uh, one yeah, today. One of them's going to be interesting. Is kind of is debatable, but it shows up in the lists on the wiki, and there's some highly sus. There's some Daedric connections, but we're we're gonna get into that a little bit. Uh, and I just want to remind people as we go through this that this is just kind of a highlighting series. This is very high overview of each of these. Two of these are fairly uh, light, and two of these are significantly deeper and definitely mm. need their own episodes in the future. So if we don't cover something on this episode, don't worry. You don't need to write us and say, well, you didn't say this or you, like sometimes we get those. Don't worry. We'll get it back around to it at some point uh, and we'll go a little bit deeper on these. This is just kind of an overview right now. So let's kick this off. Lotus, the first one our, on our list today is the doppelganger. And yeah, there's not a ton of information about doppelgangers. This is what it says in the UESP, which we always recommend because they're friends of the show and all of that. Um, According to the UESP wiki, it says doppelgangers are Daedric spirits. That's interesting. Spirits that assume the guise of their fallen victims. They are believed to portend certain death. They were used to torture Sai Sahan in the Halls of Torment. This is during the events of ESO, like the really early storylines for ESO. Uh, following the restoration in the late Third Era, rumors circulated that the three legitimate sons of Emperor Uriel Septim VII were actually doppelgangers placed in the household during the Imperium, Imperial Samul, Simulacrum. 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 Words are hard. I actually I love that word. It's super bizarre. So, yeah, simulacrum. Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of simulacrums in the Right, right. So doppelgangers are cool because they're kind of like, uh, I mean, there's Dopplers in The Witcher, uh, characters right. or spirits that take on false identities and present themselves as somebody else. They're very common in fantasy and mythology and that kind of thing. Yep. But we don't get much else other than this. They're spirits. They kill their victims and then take their victims appearance, basically. 
Right. So in that way, they're almost like evil spirits that like to take the place of other creatures rather than actual Daedric biological creatures. Like many of the other things we've talked about are actual kinds. They're kind of like animals that just exist on a different plane in a different world with different rules of how the biology works and all of that. But these appear to be more like just evil spirits. Yeah. And and it's weird because like you wouldn't consider ghosts to be like yeah ghosts are not daedra i mean they're ghosts they're ghosts (laughs) right they're souls that are like stuck in one place or they're echoes of the past sometimes but they're not daedric creatures right but it's just yeah this is this weird like kind of in between i guess type of thing I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a little stranger than some of the more cut and dry ones. This, this episode's going to have a couple of these weird ones. But yeah, it's yeah. honestly, it seems like this just isn't super fleshed out in the series yet. And it's more of just like, yep, this is just like a weird mimic thing. Yeah, we don't even get we don't even get like a more a, a Daedric Prince that these are associated with. Like, it, like right. it seems yeah. nefarious. So you would imagine one of the ones that is just blatantly more evil was probably behind this. But it also seems kind of I, I don't know, kind of uh, like somebody who likes to play games with people. But we don't see these in like Sheogorath's realm, right? Like. Um, right. Uh, so it's not well, at uh, least not that we know of, not that we know of that we have seen yet. Right. <laughs> Again, because since they're mimicking an, another thing, theoretically, you might not realize that the thing you're talking to is a mimic. Oh, that's true. Like, what if they are mimicking other Daedra or like not just right. mortals or like, yeah, it's yeah. who knows. So it's kind of like it's a strange in between thing that. Maybe it isn't fleshed out, but you could have experienced it a bunch in the series and they just really haven't talked about it too, too much other than the couple of very specific events. Or maybe it's just a thing that they don't really use that much in the series yet. And it's just kind of a MacGuffin to be like, oh, well, we need some type of fill in. Um, And they just haven't really added too, too much to it yet. Right, right. Toxic is asking, do they show up in ESO? Yeah, during the size Sahan yeah part of the main storyline where he's being like tortured and some of these mimics are not mimics doppelgangers show up and mm-hmm. he thinks they're who they are but they're not right it's like a yeah it's like a vision of lyris or something like that which is another of the companions like it could be a, it could be like one of those but then you also have the situation when we get super weird and dicey on this it's like okay well is it you know, is it a hallucination? Is it an actual doppelganger? Is it like it's something? It's so, you know, it's since it's all weird metaphysical stuff in the situation, these ones kind of fit in this strange category almost in and of themselves of just kind of floating around and being there when it's convenient. Yeah, I think. yeah like store, convenient storyline type thing. Yes. Um, yeah, this yeah. would be really cool to see more of these in the next main Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, in there's ways a lot that they a could do more. with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's it's almost like like the the mimic thing that's in both fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that. It's like yeah, okay, so it's like a yeah another version of that without calling it a mimic almost. Right. This concept comes up in a lot of places. Sure. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Our second one for tonight, Dramora. This is a big topic. Dramora. We've talked about them many different times on the podcast. They show up as characters. In the games, they have names, they are individuals, they are arguably one of the most intelligent types of Daedra. Uh, In the realm of Oblivion realms, they consider themselves the same way that mortals do as being like the top species and everything else is kind of animals beneath them. Yeah, they're they're almost like the Daedric equivalent of generic human person (laughs) right right or or like like, intelligent devils yeah yeah exactly or yeah or myrrh as well it's just like the opposite version of the bipedal version of a mortal it's like okay well here's the demon version of these things but like as instead of like you said them being just like demon things they're articulate they have their own like societal structure there's a lot to these other than just hey this is the evil version it's almost like a you know 
I don't know how you put it. Like, you know, you've got the, the the light side of things and then they're just like the dark side of things where it's just like, yeah, no, a lot of it's just the inverted of a lot of what we have. Right, right. Uh, the the, the, in, in the negative, Tamriel. like dark version of intelligent races. Right. You also get a really cool insight into the Dramora in the books. And we bring up the books on occasion. Yes. Um, because the main characters end up on this ship with a whole society of Dramora and all their right. different levels and tiers and the way that their society works and the way there is there's always infighting and they're always distrustful of each other. And and what's so enlightening about that is how much they are still individual persons. They are individual people who live in a in a world, in a society that just functions very differently. But they're still individuals. They still like team up with each other or infight against each other. They still have their own personal wants and things that they're comfortable with, things they're good at, things they're not good at, knowledge they have, others don't have. It's it's actually very, very, very diverse. And we get a little bit of that when we get to see them in ESO, especially with some of the more recent expansions. Um, but there's there's always I find them very interesting because they really are people they're just Daedric people with a very different kind of society. So, all right, let's get into what the UESP says here. It says, uh, Dramora, also known as the Kin, K-Y-N, are a warlike Daedric race primarily associated with the Daedric Prince of Destruction, Mehrunes Dagon. They are often found in the service of other Daedra lords, such as Molag Ball. They are commonly encountered throughout the plains of Oblivion, and Daedra are known to be highly intelligent beings and make capable warriors and mages. The Dramora oft or refer to their race as the kin, which means the people, with the adjective form being kinaz, so of the kin is what that means. The name Dramora is an arena term, a nickname used by the kin when trafficking with mortals, such as in the context of the Dramora clan. Different clans make use of such terms in place of their clan's true tribunimic to avoid uh, tribunimic. That's a really cool word to avoid it being used as a weapon against them because of the whole power of names thing. It goes on. There's more interesting stuff in here. Dramora consider themselves to be above the other Daedra. Uh, and, and we've talked about about them being above other Daedra and how they see themselves that way, uh, who are seen as as according to them as unthinkable animals. The primary exception being the Daedric princes, which, of course, are at the top of that food chain. They also show a mutual distaste for mortal races. You can hear that all throughout the series. They often don't like mortals, even when they're bound to serve them through magical means. Despite this, Dramora are a surprisingly frequent sight in certain parts of Tamriel, roaming Daedric ruins and the lairs of conjurers and Daedra worshippers. They are also summoned to Tamriel through spells and rituals for durations of time that range from brief to indefinite. This, in this regard, they are often employed by Tamrielic organizations such as the Tribunal Temple to guard their shrines and by Mages Guild to deliver messages to non-guild members. So they're used all the time against their will, which is really dark if you think about it. Throughout the years, other professions that Dramora have pursued outside of being warriors for their clans include, and the list is pretty long here, being mercenaries, torturers, taskmasters, pirates, butlers, and merchants, both in Oblivion and upon Nern. <laughs> they also find Daedrats cute, which we mentioned <laughs> on the episode where we were talking about the Daedrats. Um, there, there's a whole lot more we can go into about the Dramora and their clans and the way they look. But for the most part, if you've played these games and seen anything running around that looks kind of like a demonic person, chances are that's a Dramora. It may be a specific type of Dramora, a certain class or, or clan. But for the most part, that's that's who they are. Other than, I don't know, like... The, their society and everything like that. I, I love specifically that the game or well, games slash we had mentioned the books a minute ago have been trying to flesh out that like we had mentioned, there's more to them than just evil demon things, which Diablo, for example, and it's, okay, you have horrible minions. You need to just kill them. They're bad type of deal. And um, I know... <laughs> get on the topic a lot ESO is rather divisive on whether people want to include it in the main series and stuff but you know we reiterate how much it adds to the series 
the Deadlands expansion to me personally was one of my like all time favorite things because it showed so much of the society um, and how they. There's a lot more similarities to things, but they're just like a more brutal culture. But it's almost not even necessarily that it's always different um, in in quite so many ways. So, like, I really like that the series is. I don't know, humanizing the weird creatures that when the series started were just this yeah. is a demon, make the demon not like be the alive. orcs. The orcs are bad, but now they're characters and they're a race right now, that you can understand. Of and, they have a backstory, yeah. stuff like that. Right. And and these have always kind of been their battle spire as well. <laughs> they're very articulate in battle spire when you deal with Dramora. Um but just as a whole, it's one of the things that I do really like the, the mystery that the series has overall. However, this is one of the few things that I actually kind of like them demystifying some of it where it's yes. just like filling it out. I feel like yeah. it's adding to it. Whereas if they explained, oh, here's the Dwemer and this is why they're the Dwemer. Okay. Yeah, that, you're going too far. Let's let's it, leave that as a mystery. But this yeah. one, yeah. I specifically just kind of felt like I, I I feel it adds to the series and fleshing these things out because they're weirdly unsettling the fact that they like I said, oftentimes the like generals and stuff like that, they're pretty articulate. I mean, oh, yeah. maybe not yeah. I, some I really of them are like highly it. intelligent and oh, they're yeah. they're yeah, yeah, yeah. they like yeah, and they consider themselves higher than mortals, but mortals also consider themselves better than Daedra. It's almost more sure. of an understanding between or a misunderstanding between these two races than it is any actual quantifiable difference in yeah. intelligence or ability. The the main difference is that Dramora are Daedra, so they live kind of indefinitely, and if they die, they start over, they're reborn, and they grow back and then find their way back through society again right and and it's just um it's one of those things where it's just like i i i like one i really like the audio overlay this is super nit like nitpicky is often done in a bad way but this is super like i don't know specific fine yeah very specific yeah. thing i love the audio overlay i guess that they use when you talk to a lot of the drummer and eso it's very strange i don't really know what they do to it to make it a thing but it makes them have a very unique voice like the vocal effect uh, they put yeah, on. yeah yeah the vocal effects to it but then like like <laughs> by comparison it is kind of funny just because like i had mentioned battle spire they literally sound like British aristocrats. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't match whatsoever. So I, I do like that direction they're going in, but they kind of kept the sophistication to the way they speak, which I think is kind of cool because oftentimes when you think of demons, you're not thinking of sophistication. So it makes them a little more unique than in a lot of other fantasy. Right. Yeah. Some are very violent. They have very dark mm -hmm. culture. They're constantly trying to one up each other because it's it's a whole dominance is power thing. It's very cutthroat. Kind of going like on. their society. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they're not they can't be um, nuanced and intelligent sure. and and very careful uh, you know, some of them are yeah you know they, they all have very different personalities some of the ones just want to jump in and start lopping off heads others want to be a little bit more meticulous about the, the way they want to go about things and we find all that right. out as we meet different dramora in the games as actual characters right and and that's that's just it it's i don't know i i find dramora to be a fascinating thing since i originally stumbled into them because at first look they're like oh demon thing kill it and it's just like it's kind of cool that the series has a lot more to it than just demon thing yeah absolutely so we'll have to come back and talk a little bit more in depth about uh, different physicalities and their society and the different kinds of clans and the difference between them and the zivili uh, who are right. very similar but yet mm, different enough that there's some friction between yeah, the two groups I, I, again the way that the way they're set up is very interesting because it mimics so much of just like an alternate version of exactly what we play as in the same right. yeah lots of different races lots of different yep. mortal races different daedric races and different exactly ways yeah. they see each other compared to each other and all that right right all right well we gotta go take a quick break and thank our patrons we'll be back because we've got two more different daedras including some weird ones to talk about and maybe they aren't even daedra we'll find out when we get back don't go anywhere this is hamish morak Dragon Boy, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls 
Alright, it's been a few weeks, so we gotta play catch up on our new patrons. So welcome to Jake, just simply Jake, no last name, Nick Hi, G, uh Nick's D Lore Seeker, uh Crimson Dagger nice. 97, Jeremiah Marvine, and uh Quest for Power Podcast. I see what you did there, Quest for Power. You're sneaking in your name of your show onto the show. That's clever. I'm on to you. That's, Very yep, clever, but thank clever. you for the support. <laughs> Clever branding, thank you. Clever, clever branding. And go check out that podcast. Um, uh, they're sponsoring the show, so you might as yeah, well. They're sponsoring the show? Check them out. Maybe they're great people. Check them out. Um, also, we got to shout out. I'm listen. I'm always looking for new shows. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, Lotus will check you out. Um, go check out uh, that stuff. And also, big thanks to our Daedric Princes, who get shout outs every week. Jacob K., Kira C., and Sheo Goreth, Sweet Roll. Uh, and big shout out to all 135 of our current patrons. The number just keeps creeping up Eek. yeah wow <laughs> thank you so much everybody for your support also uh, oh, by the way if you want to go join the ranks and also join us on the patron chat which is happening in a week from when we're currently recording this which is the last day of the month it's usually the last thursday which also happens to be the very last day of the month thursday the 31st at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific then you can sign up as a tier four or higher patron before that and you can still join us for the patron chat um also if you are joining us for the patron chat go ahead and chime in on the discord and let us know what things you might want to discuss and we'll all vote on things and figure that out uh so patreon.com slash elder scrolls lorecast for that stuff also because we got two new reviews on apple podcasts five star reviews get read out so we got to read out these new reviews this one comes from Florine 512 from Australia, who writes, Great show. I started listening a few weeks ago. I have not been able to stop. I haven't been able to watch the show since I'm from Australia, but plan to one day. Thanks for all you do. Love the content. Well, thank you so much. And by the way, if you, I know you're saying you can't watch the live show, but if you want to see our beautiful faces, we're also up on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast YouTube channel, so you can always tune in there as well. Um, also, one this other one came from uh, another Australian with the name Stumpy Ate an Elf. I, because the elf was good or because the elf was like <laughs> mouthing off? I don't know. Maybe this was like an elf on the shelf and Stumpy's a dog and got a hold of the elf. Oh, so it's no longer on a shelf. Maybe. And Stumpy's a good name for a dog. Stumpy is a good Stumpy is actually a pretty accurate name for my dog. That is true. We'd also do Boots definitely has her little boots, but she's also very stumpy. That's that's true. That's true. What kind of dog is your is <laughs> we're we're going real deep into this in a direction yeah, that's probably not even stumpy accurate. lore. Yeah. Um, but the, the Stumpy ate an elf wrote uh, is good ear food. Five stars. This podcast satisfies my ear, mouths and brain stomach. <laughs> good. Listen, <laughs> recommend. <laughs> Wait, why do I feel like I don't remember this name, but I swear I remember this review? Or I'm maybe like, maybe this was a, a reference to a joke. Like we've done we've done so many episodes. I was gonna say I think we said this is something deja like that. Vu, yeah, somebody else has a brain stomach. I think this might have been something we. This was might have been an inside joke during one of the episodes. I don't and remember this name. It. This name I feel like would have stuck out equally to the degree yes. of the review. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, so. <laughs> Sometimes people make comments on the Discord and they're like, hey, robots, this thing. And I'm like, uh, I know. I always what? have to ask people for context. Yeah. And I understand from a listener standpoint of being right. a podcast listener. Yeah. Oftentimes I need to reference point like, okay, I'm not making a note. Like I'm making a notice of this in my phone to ask them while mm -hmm. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. They probably have no context for this right or had time or recorded it like it. two years ago oh when they're really out of date then yeah I yeah know. like yeah, like we get like, comments about about old episodes and it'll be like somebody will comment on something two or three years ago which means if these episodes average roughly an hour that was that was a hundred hours of conversation ago three years in the past and i'm now yeah. trying to remember like did i say something about that plus I do many different shows. I've got like yeah, six you, other shows going currently. So it's like, yeah, uh, I don't remember. Right. Right. So, yeah, just just as context, it's usually why we don't remember, because, uh, again, sometimes I'm like, wait, what was that in relation to? Like, what yeah. the hell was I talking about at the time? <laughs> yeah. The other thing that can happen is that sometimes people update their reviews and then it pushes it back onto the top of the list. 
Oh, that's weird. But it doesn't tell me it was updated. So I don't but think I've ever noticed that. We would have noticed, uh, well, at least it does on the aggregator that I use, but uh, yeah, then yeah, we yeah. probably would have recognized Stumpy8 and Elf as the name. But anyway. I, I feel like I don't, yeah. I feel like yeah. I don't remember that name, and I'm trying to think. I have the most ghetto way of looking at reviews for Tales of Tamriel as well, where I'm like, I literally open my own phone, and I'm like, eh, no yeah. aggregator. Just, I do this. Arc looks at the ones from out of country, like out of U.S., and we're like, okay, there they are. That's fine. Good <laughs> like, enough. Good enough. Nothing professional on that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should summon a Dramora to do it for us. Ooh. They can live at your house. All right. Thank yeah. you for uh, all of your support. Yeah. And this is what we do when we get reviews. Thanks for doing it, everybody. Let's move yeah. on with the rest of the show. Lotus is going to summon a Dramora. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. So how'd that Dramora summoning go? I, and also, are they stinky? I don't imagine they wear deodorant. I don't know, but I won't be accepting a gift from one because okay. that will break their uh, summon. Ooh, ooh. And I won't have control over them. So just remember, don't ever take a gift. <laughs> yeah, it's playing with fire there. Here you yeah. go, master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of like Dobby the house elf, isn't that? No, you have to give him a gift. That's the oh, opposite. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's Harry, okay. that's Harry Potter yeah. stuff. But that's too nerdy for you. I know. I, uh, I wish I had the book handy. There, there's the thing where the kid summons a Dramar because, I don't know, he wants to get his mom a shirt or uh -huh. something like that for her birthday. And uh, yeah, the Dramora hands him a black soul stone and then tears the kid's heart out and uh, <laughs> puts him in the soul stone or the soul gem. Sorry. Wow. Too much Diablo. Soul gem. Yes, and um, yeah. And he was under his control up until he accepted the soul gem, which he then murdered him for and put him in there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm, don't want to accept those gifts. It breaks the breaks the link. That's and the, no, I'm not oof. entirely sure that it was literally a shirt for the birthday. I don't remember what he wanted to get his mom for a gift. I don't think he <laughs> had a sew for some reason. That's why I think it's like a shirt or something lame. It could have been something like that. I mean, it yeah. sounds like one of those stories from one of the games. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're back and we've got two yeah. more types of Daedra, maybe, to talk about. The first one is a Dremnaken Dremnikin? D-R-E-M-N-A-K-E-N. How do you pronounce uh, yeah, that? Yeah, Dremnikin? Dremnikin? Uh, these yes. are... I don't think I've ever said that aloud. Yeah, me either. These are quadrupled bestial daedra. They somewhat resemble Welwa. Think of them as like evil Welwa. With yeah. red scales, pointed ears, two sets of front-facing eyes, sharp fangs, and a long tail. They are native to the Deadlands and Apocrypha, and are rarely seen on Tamriel. Dremnikin... Dremnikin... Are intelligent hunters capable of extreme cruelty? They gore their prey and have been known to use magic to steal their victim's life spirit. Wonderful. Great, great news. Uh, despite great. their bestial appearance, Dremnikin are capable of speech. They can even talk. They are known to hunt in packs. Uh, some are armored for battle. Uh, some known as wraith steeds are ridden as fearsome war mounts. Drim, oh. <laughs> Drimnik, okay. Drimnikin runts are diminutive, diminutive in size, but just as fierce as their larger pack mates. Yeah, I mean, these are, think of like low crawly lizards. If you know what the wells look like, they're kind of like them. Crawly lizard guys, multiple eyes, sharp teeth, pointy snouts, pointy ears, spikes coming off the back of the neck, uh, claws. They seem like they would be very uncomfortable to ride as a mount. Also, if they stop very quickly and you fall forward, you would just oh yeah, no, that's yourself. A bad, that's a bad time. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that they can talk. <laughs> Toxic, I'm trying to think. Toxic in chat says the name sounds like a Daedra version of Heineken. It's also a drink, Dremnikin. <laughs> Perfect. They're they're shockingly low in alcohol. Um, they have very low ABV and drumming. <laughs> yeah, I bet I, they don't taste very good. I can't remember any of them ever speaking. Yeah. Okay. So here, let's dig into that a little bit. I mean, I'm just uh, not this comes from Kazasha's Kazasha's dialogue in ESO. She's an orc and member of Calmer Clan who can be found outside of the Ardent Hope in the Deadlands. 
She accompanies she accompanied yeah. by the bear spirit of her clan. So this is part of the oh, Deadlands stuff. Oh, I remember this quest. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it. I I don't know that we ever see or hear them talk, but it's referred to that they can. Well, I was okay. Yeah, maybe that's because I always thought they were referring to communicating with their little bear spirit that you're. Yeah, or out with, or maybe. Which, by the way, that little bear spirit is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or maybe they're maybe they're communicating in a way that only Daedra can communicate with each other, and it's not actually right. Speech. Right. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's referring to then. Like a, like a master uh, communicating with his his horse, you know, like Sh- sure. Like you, you learn to communicate with your horse, even though your horse doesn't actually talk to you, unless it's Mister Ed, which is a TV show from a long time ago. A very that is such a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Did you know mm-hmm. they used peanut butter to get the horse to move its lips to make it look like it was talking? Okay, that is beyond a deep cut at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's them, Dremnikin. Uh, the last one that we, we have to go over. We're tying to Mr. Ed. <laughs> on today's episode. I don't have a segue for Mr. Ed to this one. Okay. I don't think there is one. This is this is on the list of Daedra. Oh, but the there's a mounts. Boom. Segue done. Go on. <laughs> segue done. But there's a, a note next to it that says, eh, debatable. Yeah, okay. this one's highly debatable. All right. So Dramothra. D-R-O dash M apostrophe capital A-T-H-R-A. Dramothra. Yes. These are like spooky evil Khajiit. Is that, yeah. Is that, that what? I mean, that's okay. a pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's. But. That's a pretty solid way of kind of describing them. Right. And they're associated with Namira, Right. Daedric yep. Prince. Uh, the Dramothra sometimes capitalized as Dramothra, just different spelling with a capital D yeah. and not a lowercase d, uh, meaning dark spirits, spirits of elsewhere are a very dangerous and seductive reflection of the Khajiit. They are Khajiiti individuals who became corrupted in life, resulting in their souls being claimed by Namira. Upon death, these right. souls are ultimately lost to the Daedric Prince. So, they start as mortals, but then they get corrupted into service of Namira. So you can right. see why they don't they don't really work like regular Daedra because they aren't from the beginning of a different source or origin. Right. It's more of a corruption, like a werewolf to hear scene, for right. example. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. exactly the same because that's like a gift of a disease but or a vampire like that's not necessarily like there's definite crossover mm-hmm. and the effect but, has daedric origin but yes. the individual isn't of daedric origin exactly so it's like i guess i you know what do you people think like do, <laughs> do you think it's like like i would not fully consider like I would, I would not consider them yeah. a Daedra. I would kind of almost like tangentially related, but not. They're their own thing. Almost to the point that we were kind of alluding to with doppelgangers. Like, definitely, I can see a parallel, but I would not consider them necessarily a Daedra. Yeah, it's almost like if we had uh, mortals, like unaffected mortals, and then you had Daedra, and then you have kind of this middle group that's like corrupted mortals daedric corruption this would be yeah. in that middle group daedra fueled evil spirits outlander frog but that's that's good yeah okay okay and especially with some of the weird blue flamey mist that comes off them it even goes right along with the fuel thing I like yeah it. so they actually look really cool according to the wiki it says dramothra yes. have fur that is completely black crossed with lines of glowing blue lightning yes specifically lightning their eyes glow pale blue. They pour into Nirni from the dark behind the world, where they dance to the pounding of the Daedric heart of Lorcan. That sounds like one heck of a party. It yes, and um, that's that's the thing that I find exceptionally cool. We're gonna do another like tie-in to the Elder Scrolls Online here. Um, they're often referred to as like. Actually, does it say that later on in the uh, thing about the bent cat thing? Uh, I don't remember reading that. No, I don't see it. Okay, so uh, so there's this thing where, like, when you look at them, there's like you know how when you look at a shadow, it has like sharp angles sometimes, and it's like bent. 
Uh-huh. So you have this like bent image. So it's like a bent version of the real thing. And the song that I still stand by is probably one of the best songs from the series. And it's oddly not on any of the albums, which is even weirder. Um, it is a specific song called the bent cat dance. Um, <laughs> and it is this, in relation to the you know the beating heart of Lorcan, there is a uh, trial, which is like a raid, which is the big group activity in Elder Scrolls Online, and it's called the Mav Lorcage, which is another name for Lorcan. Yeah. And it is it basically it's out in it's in Reapers March, and in this Maw there are there's this corruption that's happening, and it is filled with Dramothra that you have to basically fight back the threat type of thing. And throughout that, there is this weird song playing in the background (laughs) and it is just this pounding of drums. Like, and it just like, and it's, I, it's one of those things where like you have these like really nostalgic things going through that, which back in the day, that was basically as hard as the game got was trying to dig your way through this, this trial. And in the background, you would just hear these drums and you would hear these little chimes going off in the background. And when you got closer to bosses, it got louder. Mm-hmm. And because it's called the bent cat dance, that's the thing. It supposedly mimics from what I've understood, the pounding of the heart of Lorcan uh, in the background. And I've just always loved that connection because that trial is so creepy when you actually look at the story to it. It's just like these Dramothra are very, very weird. Also, if you beat it, you get to turn yourself into a Dramothra as a skin, which is still to date probably one of the best skins in the game. Yeah, some people complain about the skins that look all weird and have like shiny bits and glowing yes, spots and, and I things always like that. thought that that was like, as because I'm not a big high fantasy person, I feel like that is top tier high fantasy. It is just <laughs> weird and it looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them do look really cool. Um, so, I mean, I, it's an MMO. Everybody wants to stand out. Sure, everybody's so on sparkle sh- ponies. but Right, the shinier you get and the more sparkle pony your mouth, the better. The one that I I recently bought, it's, again, a tie-in to this. Uh, I I got a corrupted um, Dramothra Sench from Mount. Yeah, yeah. Because I had so many of those Endeavor things. Mm -hmm. I think I've got got the Guar version. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, and I was just like, whatever. I don't, I'm just going to put it in my house just to be funny, just because, you know, I don't really... and I, I jumped, I, I jumped on it and I was roaming around zone and the amount of people asking where I got it. And they're like, what is that thing? Cause I got it right <laughs> yeah. when it launched. I was like, so let me tell you about the Dramothra. <laughs> and I'm assuming they just turned their console off because of like, this guy's an idiot and I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but yeah. Yeah. Creepy, creepy Khajiit tied into the dark heart of Lorcaj, Lorcan. Yeah. And uh, they could date all the way back to like the Dawn era because of the heart of Lorcan and the corruption right. and all of that. Yeah, and then long standing corruption. Yeah. And then the, the storyline continues in the second era during ESO. And then sure. And then there's a whole thing about the whole plane plane meld and the moons being connected to this and the dark main these are some of the yes. story bits you play through in eso and yep um we could do uh, we could do like two or three episodes yeah, the on main all in stuff. general and the dark main and all of that is very cool the khajiit are a very very creative culture thing um and yes yeah, so the dramothra side thing that they have is a very interested or a very interesting corrupted version of like oh you know got gotta live a virtuous life otherwise you're gonna i mean stray down the path of this and you know it definitely comes with some pretty strong benefits of power but at the cost of essentially like okay well cool and the mirror owns you now which yeah does not sound like a great fate no it's kind of cool that the khajiit get this uh aspect of their yes. of their lore yeah, it, because it's very unique compared to anybody else right because we've got the mer races and their own individual weirdness based on right. whichever race you go with you know like the you know we don't have to recap all of them but every every single mer race has some sort of weird something that went on in their history sure. and their background uh, all of the manish races have their own kinds of weird stuff in history um the the um 
Argonians with the whole history thing and being connected to histories. That's super weird. But in general, when you thought of Khajiit, it was like, well, they're the cat people and we don't really know their origin. But now we've got more to go on. There's this whole side of them, this whole Dramathra potential for them to go dark and be like claimed by Namira and like <laughs> right. that's really cool. Like it's it's more than just oh they you know they like skooma and they and sometimes they're sneaky and they steal things <laughs> you know like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I I think it's a very cool aspect, and uh, you know some of the some of the uh, strengths they get because again throughout elsewhere, which is another chapter in the Elder Scrolls where you actually or Elder Scrolls Online where you actually go to elsewhere. There's a couple more points where you deal with that. Honestly, throughout the Elder Scrolls Online, there are a few situations where you're dealing with Dramathra and they give you little expansions to like, yeah, no, I mean, it obviously comes with a price like most Daedric dealings do in the series, but you definitely get some benefits before you have to get called in for your for your debt, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them uh, look like super powered up, like, you know, their power level hit 9,000 or whatever. They're real jacked up. And they're real jacked up and they're real big boys with like wings and they get real demonic looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They get. Yeah. I I assume that probably relates to like how corrupted are they Mm kind of. It seems like it physically manifests through them with the lightning effects and with the I don't know growth honestly in a lot of the yeah aspects. they get real big it's just like yeah 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 which makes sense why these might be considered daedra i mean if you were just somebody walking around and one of these things showed up you'd be like oh my god that's some sort of daedra creature sure like they, they stop even really looking that much like khajiit they end up looking like monsters well and then when you think of a situation where you have a um you know it's a rot version, uh, R-A-H-T, uh, like, mm-hmm. you know, essentially rot as opposed to a cinch. Yeah, it's the like, different okay, first stock. It's already, yeah, yeah based on the different first stock, the rot versions are already bigger than the other versions. So then you amp up the rot version and it's like, okay, well now it's like even more ridiculous. So that's, that's just it. It's like some of these things, like they make reference. I mean, they're a little scaled down. Have you, have you seen a Dramathra Alfique? I can't Ooh, think of one. No, I can't either. But that would be that super, would be super spooky and cute all at the same time. Yeah, it'd just be like, I feel like it would just be like, I don't know, threatening to the same way a cat would be threatening that it really wants dinner. Like the, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. it's like screaming at you. Yeah. I mean, I think are powerful with magic, so yeah, I can so, imagine that. They're actually... Like, a dark, right. hyped up Elfique would be kind of scary. Once you realize sure, what it's I was going to say, if they're already so magically inclined, it would be even more so, most likely. But at the same time, it's like, OK, well, get him a saucer of milk and, you know, <laughs> give us some catnip. <laughs> yeah, give us some catnip. He'll be distracted. <laughs> like, but um, but yeah, at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's it. they never as is. They already don't match what they kind of are capable of hence why mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. They, they're used in certain situations it's like yep no just act like a house cat and then you can collect information and bring it back to us because everybody's just going to be like oh good kitty and then it's like okay the kitty totally understood what you were saying and it's yeah. like a spy <laughs> yeah this, this kitty is a person they just happen yes. to be little yeah right yeah <laughs> yep. yep right so that's that's Dramothra. we could go in deeper with this which we'll yeah, have those to... things are very very cool yeah. um I, and if you do play elder scrolls online i i know trials are much more of an undertaking but you can always do it on normal even on normal that place is a little rough for people but um yeah. Definitely check out some of the Dramather stuff in Elder Scrolls Online if you do play, because they do a really good job of explaining a lot more of it storyline wise that we kind of alluded to without just blatantly spoiling all the stuff. Yeah. So we need to put uh, Dramora, Dramothra on our list of potential future episodes to dig deeper into those and have yeah, their, just own, to, like, their own a full thing, whole full episode. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. And then, you know what? Uh, you've been doing that series on the dungeons and the trials. It yes. would be fun in the future to do individual episodes about each of those things. And then yes. we can we can tell people if they want to see them, they go they go check out your videos. Right. But we could explain the whole storyline and, and all of that stuff. That would be fun to cover, too, in the future. So, yeah, and actually, to put yeah, in ironically pockets. enough, we're just starting back up on trying to get some of those covered. Uh, the ones we haven't gotten to yet. And 
a group of us were messing with the idea. It is much larger of an undertaking of doing the trials because the story to them is really interesting. But if people are just doing it to get a speed run, you're not going to be listening to the story to these. Um, And yeah, organizing something to go through and have that be watchable is a much larger undertaking than just a dungeon as we were kind of fiddling with the idea. And it was pretty involved for the footage we got of the one simple trial we tried to do and Mothlorkash is not simple. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a lot more a lot of people to wrangle and a lot more stuff to get through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we'll put those in our pocket for the future. And uh, speaking of what you've been up to, uh, anything else you want to share before we head out? No, not really. Um, We've got an episode of Tales, hopefully recording this weekend, just getting things finalized with our guest Skinny Cheeks, hopefully, because um, he's an Elder Scrolls online stream team member uh, with a very small butt (laughs) and a llama. Uh, (laughs) um, And he um, he's really, really good at the number crunchy bits of Elder Scrolls Online and the combat specific stuff. So what with PC getting it actually yesterday? No, the day before from recording, um, they just got the newest patch, which is the quality of life patch for anyone who plays Elder Scrolls Online. And there were some combat changes and stuff like that. Um, So on Tales, we're planning on diving in and kind of discussing all of that uh, for what you can expect that's changed, what seems good, what seems like it might need to be adjusted. And then because of Gamescom, uh, they just said on the 14th of September, uh, they're talking about the fourth quarter coming up is going to be the reveal for all the new stuff coming to Elder Scrolls Online in Q4 because that game makes a lot of stuff. Yeah, man. They they changed up the way they're doing every year's stuff, but it's time still passes and then it's all of a sudden it's there's more stuff again. still a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. That's fun. Yep. All right. Well, I'll be playing Starfield. We've got uh, <laughs> Starfield coming out in a week and all of the preliminary news about it has been very positive. People are reviewing it already. Yeah, people they're people saying, are breaking NDAs like they're going they're out of style. NDAs. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand that. It's like... I have never seen so there's always some people who's just like, nah, whatever. Yeah. And I get it. It's hard. We've been NDA'd for different things before. And it's like, okay. But it's like, why would you think anyone will work with you again if you can't? I know. Right. And I didn't I didn't get a a review key. That was what you were saying. I I think I don't. Here's my thought. My thought is that nobody can see the numbers on podcast downloads. So they don't realize that like we have thousands of downloads every day. But right. right. As we know from like uh, those that we work with over at Sauce and stuff like that, they're always trying to collect that data because it's like, well, they don't look at how many views are on there. Yeah. A Twitch stream. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we can just look it up. Podcasts. It's like. Okay, you can see how many reviews we have. Right, and you can see see where you show up if you search like Elder Scrolls or Starfield. But that doesn't give you a gauge, so it's like it's a little harder, so it's a little more behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, Um, but And I'm just happy that I managed to find a way to uh, get my hands on an Xbox. Shout out to my buddy Rick, who didn't need his anymore. Uh, Oh, that's cool. That's nice. Yeah, so he was like, you want to buy mine instead of uh, paying full price? I was like, that sounds awesome. (laughs) So I have a most new xbox uh and i am going to be uh, jumping on starfield myself when it awesome. comes out which awesome. i'm very excited for yeah we did another starfield lore cast today we talked about the timeline we had uh, bethesda released a timeline but then we also yep. got a q a today from pete hines about uh yes there's a new game plus in it first time ever in a yes, bethesda game uh or at least one of these mainline bethesda which games. makes me think there's got to be a lot of reasons to make different choices Yes, or um, to want to go through the quests again in a, yes. in a different uh, way, maybe. Right. Um, which I believe the other thing from Todd Howard was mentioned. Um, it's the most RPG heavy since Oblivion, what I, I believe was the yeah. reference point. Yeah. Which I do know was a little confusing for people, but it's also because Fallout 4 was a little more like they're all RPGs, but to varying degrees. And one of the big criticisms against Skyrim was some of the RPG aspects were scaled back in favor of action. Um, Right. Whereas Oblivion was the last one where I think it was a little more RPG first. Now, granted, less RPG heavy than Morrowind, for example. Um, But at the same time, 
that was, I think, their last one that was more RPG as opposed to hybrid. Right, right. Uh, Skyrim was much more of a hybrid than Oblivion. And then Fallout 4 was much more story first, role play, maybe a little bit on the side. Um, Yes. And so this, yeah, so that's changing. I'm just super excited for this. And I hope people tune into the Starfield Orcast because we're going to be talking about all sorts of different stuff. We also won't be spoiling the any of the in-game lore that isn't talked about yet with any of the videos and announcements um, for at least a few weeks until after launch. So we're going to have some different guests on the show talking about our what we've been able to do in the game and our perspectives sure. on things in order to not spoil things. But obviously it's a lore cast. So eventually we're going to be delving deep into the storylines and the different places right. and characters and all of that stuff. So well, we're going to get around to that stuff. It's going to even be with this show. Like we don't just go to overtly spoil stuff like we didn't go into every. Hey, here's the story to the. Mav Lorcage trial, but it's like, right. okay, but we right. allude to it. You have to, otherwise there's nothing to talk about. Right, right. And at some point we might, but usually sure, but that's at least within six months after the thing yeah, comes give out. Yeah, people right? a chance. Yeah, right. Yeah. So go check that oh, out. Exciting, uh, videos up on, on YouTube, on uh, my Robots Radio YouTube channel. All the Starfield stuff is going to be there. I'm going to be doing videos on like character builds. Like if you want to role play as say like Han Solo. So it's not going to be like min max character builds, like how to get the most damage with these types of weapons it's going to be like what would han solo be in starfield or what would uh you know sandwich pirate yeah what would uh captain picard be if you want to role play as captain picard or whatever so i'm going to do some of those videos so go check that stuff out it's going to be a lot of fun and i'm going to be trying to stream more of starfield like that's this is going to be a focus this is a big game it's going to be huge it's going to be a lot of fun so yeah it'll be a a great time with the community and for you to be able to plug in with the stuff I'm doing. So definitely come back and check out that stuff. Twitch.tv slash robots radio and then robotsradio.net for links to everything. So go check that stuff out. And uh, Lotus, this is super fun. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so, so glad I'm feeling better. We're able to do this say, again. Glad we're back. Yeah. 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 It's always fun to chat and uh, it's always Absolutely. fun to see all of you in the, in the chat, yeah. in the Twitch chat Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for hanging out and we will be back next week. So stay tuned yep. for that with our patrons. So until then, all right, stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time